The NCE filing window opens tonight at midnight, and a big burden may be taken off of FM stations wishing to use directional antennas. On this, the premiere episode of FCC Today, the podcast. REC, FCC Today, meet you Bradley. This is FCC Today, the podcast for Monday, November 1, 2021. I'm Michi Bradley. Starting at midnight Eastern tonight, the FCC will open a filing window for new non-commercial educational broadcast stations that will operate in the 20 reserve band channels from 88.1 to 91.9. In a public notice released today by the FCC, the window will remain open until November 9 at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. The 6 p.m. cutoff time will be strictly enforced, and any applications received after that time will be dismissed without consideration. The public notice also reminds potential applicants of the limit of 10 applications that can be filed in this window. The 10 cap does not just apply to the organization doing the filing, but also applies to any parties to the application that have any attributable interests with any other organizations filing in the window. The FCC defines attributable interest in a non-commercial context as being on the board of another organization, its parents or subsidiaries, that is also participating in the window. This includes any entity that provides more than 33% of the applicant's equity or debt and supplies at least 15% of the station's weekly programming. Attributable interest can also extend to family relationships, including parent-child, spouse, and sibling, if such relationship is being used to circumvent the rules. We'll have more on the filing window on tomorrow's podcast. Last Thursday, the FCC announced their tentative agenda for the next open meeting on Thursday, November 18, 2021. Of interest to radio is a notice of proposed rulemaking that will allow full-service FM and LPFM applications with directional antennas to use computer modeling instead of a proof of performance when certifying the installation of such antennas. The petition for rulemaking was filed this past summer by antenna manufacturers Dielectric, Jampro, Radio Frequency Systems, Shively Labs, and NCE Broadcaster Educational Media Foundation. The proof of performance process involves building a model of the antenna in a test range or a scale version in a lab and then taking signal readings at all points around the antenna. For manufacturers, this is a very costly process, which is then passed on to the broadcaster. Using computer modeling, this will avoid the need to build scale models and use test ranges. Computer modeling is currently used in the AM and digital television services. The FCC states that over 2,000 or just over one-fifth of full-service FM stations use directional antennas. The FCC also states that 10 LPFM stations use directional antennas. LPFM stations were first allowed to use directional antennas shortly after the creation of the service in 2000, and it was limited to public safety applications. Directional antenna usage was expanded in 2012 in the sixth report in order, where directional antenna was allowed for second adjacent channel waivers. The proof of performance requirement for LPFM was not put in place until 2020 in MB Docket 19193, when the FCC permitted directional antennas for any purpose. In that order, the FCC carved out exemptions 
from the proof of performance requirement if the directional antenna was being used for public safety, second adjacent channel waivers, or for international agreements such as the 50-watt limit for stations near the Mexican border. The LPFM directional antenna expansion in 2020 was as a result of REC Network's larger effort to allow LPFM stations to grow to 250 watts and move closer to full service and translator facilities, citing a loophole in the Local Community Radio Act. Such relief would have involved directional antennas and would have had an interference remediation policy that does not exist today for LPFM stations. The FCC decided to separate the distance separation and directional antenna issues. While LPFM stations can now use directional antennas, they must continue to protect radio stations as if the LPFM station is non-directional. For LPFM stations operating in the reserve band channels of 88.1 to 91.9, a directional antenna can be used to protect TV channel 6 low power and full service TV stations. FM translators are not subject to a proof of performance requirement on their directional antennas. However, FM translators are subject to interference remediation rules in section 74.1203A and 74.1204F. However, because of rule changes that took place in 2018 in MB Docket 18119, translator interference remediation rules are now based on the translator's authorized directional pattern and resulting contours, which does not help in cases where a translator has installed an antenna that does not fit within the envelope of their authorized directional pattern. The only other avenue for stations suffering from interference from an FM translator operating on an unauthorized antenna is to file a complaint through the enforcement process. However, with the reduction in enforcement staff and the need to prioritize interference to safety of life communications, coupled with additional restrictions in travel related to COVID-19, the Enforcement Bureau appears to not put much of a priority on cases of broadcast station interference, as well as the enforcement of pirate radio stations operating in violation of Section 301 of the Communications Act. If adopted, the FCC will announce a comment and reply comment deadline in MB Docket 21-422 at a later time when the notice is published in the Federal Register. Other items on the November agenda includes new rules to permit text messages to be sent to the new 988 Suicide Prevention Dialing Code, a proposal to create an enhanced competition incentive program to promote competition, access to spectrum by small carriers and tribal nations, and a request by Kinesis to access the U.S. market using low-Earth orbiting satellites to provide connectivity to Internet of Things devices. FCC Today. The FCC Today podcast is available daily through Podbean, the REC Network's Facebook page, the REC Network's website at recnet.com. We will soon expand to other aggregators. The goal is to produce daily episodes Monday through Friday, except federal holidays, and released around 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Follow FCC Today on Twitter at FCC underscore today. For FCC Today, the podcast, this is Michelle Bradley, also known as Michi Bradley. 
Thank you for listening. R-E-C.